Hi everyone, this is Rune, or Rune for Norwegian listeners. You know me from the Prog Files, and of course, as a writer on the Prog Space, and you are listening to the Progcasts. Welcome back, everybody, to the broadcast. As you already heard today, I'm really happy to have my good friend Rune on the show. And it's episode 64, and we have something very special prepared for you because it is actually today is July 1st, and that means half of the year 2020 is already over, and a lot has happened in 2020. Globally speaking, a lot of bad stuff, of course, but today we want to um, focus on the music, of course, as we do in the broadcast. And there's been a lot of amazing releases already in 2020, right, Rune? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, starting out looking, thinking in my head, I was like, there aren't that many albums that made a mark on me, but then when I started looking at the list, I was like, Wow, I was wrong. There are so many good releases already this year. Yes, absolutely. Um, As all of you know, um, in the middle of March, suddenly the all touring stopped and stuff because of the worldwide corona crisis. And that left us with with a new way of bringing live music to the homes of the listeners. And I was live streaming that like quickly took over um for entertainment purposes and for like for the bands as as a tool to uh stay relevant and and connect with their fans and we i I wanted to start this episode to give a shout out to some some of the live streams i specifically enjoyed um starting with uh, my Czech friends of End of Scream, which was was super cool to have them on the very first weekend of uh, the lockdown, uh, having them perform a show uh, presented by the Prog Space on March 14. It was uh, my buddy and uh, producer Randy's birthday, actually. That's why I can remember it so well, the date. That was like, at that point, I thought we were going to have a lot of, uh opportunities in the coming weeks of the lockdown of course we wouldn't know we didn't know how long it's gonna be and it's also different for every country but we thought i thought uh there's there's gonna be a lot of opportunity to work with bands and present streams but then suddenly it exploded and almost every band did something so there was so much uh, happening and so fast that it was almost impossible to um get ahead of things and plan things because everything was happening so fast. So just a quick shout out to some of my favorite streams apart from End of Scream. And that was uh, like, a, it, that out came a very, very no, no way heavy list uh, with <laughs> bands like Leprous, Marathon, Matamortem, Green Carnation and Enslaved. And uh, non-Norwegian bands I really enjoyed the streams of were Ranzi Pazuzu, which I was watching here at the Moonbase with my 
uh, producer buddies Randy and Kai, and also the Catatonia one. And uh, as for pre-recorded um, shows, the Tesseract was of course amazing, and also the ongoing Kairos uh, lockdown gig series. I really, really enjoyed. Um, any any stream that you particularly liked, Rune? Oh yeah, I'm 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 not the uh, biggest streamy guy, but when you were, I guess I'm missing Norway <laughs> <laughs> because being here now in France, uh, there were some some things. I, I watched the Enslaved one, which was really good. Uh, it was at the all... quite at the beginning. Yeah, that was one of the right. early yeah. bands that that did something like that. Uh, and then uh, more on police had a great uh, stream from the, the library in yeah, in that, was, that, that was a sweet uh, like, like like a small one, right? Yeah, very like a uh, small one, but it's like it was like just um, the singer and the just, key- keyboarder. Exactly, yeah. yeah, just guitar and 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 uh, piano or keyboards. Then of course Major Parkinson, I enjoyed that. That the moment you you uh, mentioned Moran Police, I also remembered that I I couldn't watch the Major Parkinson live stream for some reason, and I saved it to watch later, but I never got back to it. So that's something to uh, rectify. Because yeah. I, I I would assume it's still online, hopefully. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure. Check. Probably, I think most of the bands have done that, made it made sure people could watch it after in some kind of way. And and of course, the last band I have, which was is my favorite stream I watched so far, is also related to <laughs> these bands from Bergen, uh, the Scandalöse Orkester, the Scandalous oh. Orchestra, which <laughs> had a amazing. <laughs> stream it's just uh just uh so it's the music is good the band is incredibly entertaining and uh it's unique so that's probably my favorite so far the scandalous orchestra very cool i i didn't even know they had a stream i mean i know the name of the band through you probably and i also know that they're in this in in this norwegian pool with yeah, there are major some Parkinson of the, and, and yeah, some and of the same musicians that are in major Parkinson, for instance. Yeah, yeah, that was a nice little kickoff. Um, we're gonna proceed with the albums, of course. Um, before we get get to the albums, uh, we're gonna talk about a couple of EPs, and I was shocked to see that there are no less than. 16 EPs on my list that I wanted to give a shout out. There's uh, some of them, the ones I'm going to start with, uh, probably n- are not going to make the end of the year list. It's going to be the same for the albums of the year. And um, so, yeah, we just realized that we had a different way of um, compiling the list. As you, Rune, you put them chronologically because you couldn't make up your mind for a certain order to your liking. I put them in a vague order of liking, but also like far from being anything like uh, written in stone. And, yeah, exactly. Uh, more, for me, it's more like blocks of five or six albums yeah, that, that are yeah. uh, like... Tiered, like yeah. tiered for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, so so that's, that's a little bit different. 
um, for the rating from us. Um, so I'm gonna start with the at the at the bottom of my list and work my way up to number one as okay. as you tend to do with those lists. And Aruna, you're gonna start at the end at the beginning of the year and work your way towards today, right? Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> that's what I have. I have uh, month by month. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so you have about four or five EPs. I have um, 16 EPs. So I'm going to just give a shout out to the first um, about 10 EPs that I found worthy of mentioning. And then we start um, yeah, taking turns in presenting an EP. Um, starting at, at the bottom with uh, our friends in Art Against Agony with their electronic music EP Solanace, which I found really cool. Uh, something different for a change it came out on June 5th and you can hear more about that in Procast episode 58. Moving on to Canada, we have uh, w one of several guitar Uh, centered EPs from Canada from a guy called Gabriel Sear. He's the guitarist for Unif Universe Effects, uh, the band. And this episode is called Spectrum Exploration One, and it's out since May 8th. Our good friend Abraham Sarace from Venezuela slash the Netherlands uh, brought out a an EP called Kaleidoscope of Dreams that is out since January 24th already, and We also had him as guest in Procast episode 50, if you want to uh, know more about that. My good friend Marsouin de Sable put out a little EP called People Came Here on June 14th. And um, yeah, it's something something not so proggy, but I still liked it. It's like really, it's a nice little EP. From the UK, we uh, th there was an EP from the band called Flight of Eden on April uh, 9th. The EP is called Dante's Inferno, and it's what the title suggests. It is about Dante's Inferno, and I thought that, that was like a nice uh, compact body of work, uh, like of this huge epic. I really enjoyed that and something very new and something I'm very excited about and I'm something I'm, I'm I've been listening to a lot in the last days was the new EP from Between the Buried and Me singer Thomas Gill called Feel Better like really s amazing vocal harmonies and stuff not nothing metal and but yeah you're you're uh, kind of expect you 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 should know to expect that from his solo stuff by now. <laughs> if you have heard his solo stuff before, highly recommend it too. If you want to feel better, listen to Feel Better. Uh, something completely different from Canada, um, Flesh Vessel, Bile of Man Reborn. I already talked about it in a uh, previous uh, podcast, a uh, podcast, uh, the one... 20-minute, 24-minute song EP, Bile of Man, Reborn, that's out since January 24th, on Bandcamp only. It's an insane uh, song or composition of avant-garde, uh, extreme prog metal. 
definitely. Staying in Canada uh, from bird problems, some more um, math rocky stuff with Beyond the Nest, the EP out that was out uh, that came out on February 17th. A second guitar-centered um, EP from Dutch guitarist Heik Ersemerci. I already talked about it also on the pro on a broadcast earlier, which is out since May 5th. My German friends from the he famous German Hakenfront row uh, with their new band Astramera. I <laughs> recommended them on uh, the broadcast with Ross from Haken. Their debut EP Into the Wild came out March 27th. Um, from Sweden, Quantum, the next breath of air came out on June 12th. And it's kind of, it was the second big discovery Uh, out of Sweden, the the biggest discovery out of Sweden. We're going to talk later <laughs> about them. And yeah, that almost uh, brings us to the top five that I was going to take turns with you, Rune. Um, on, on number five, I have another Canadian band that's called Transcend. And about almost nine or ten years ago, I think, they had their debut album called The Mind, so that read Transcend The Mind, which was a super cool take <laughs> on band and album title. And they came back with an EP out of nowhere that's called Balance One, and I really enjoyed that one. Um, melodic prog metal, but still um, a distinctive, uh, unique touch, like not too generic now finally i want to invite you to join the conversation and uh bring one of your eps <laughs> oh thank you thank you thank you just just waiting sweating here yeah my first ep on my list was from uh well of course first i had abraham's uh, ep which i which i really enjoyed that was in january right and then yeah. Uh, the first one, uh, not on your list, is uh, Ishan or Isan's Telemark EP right. that uh, was yeah. released on February the 14th. Of course, Isan, known from Emperor, Pekatum, all those more, as should say, extreme metal bands, but he now he's he's a prog guy, prog guy true and true. I feel so. Yeah. So uh, that was yeah definitely a, a favorite so far this year. Yeah, right. Um, actually, I, I I have to listen to it. I, I, it's kind of... I knew it was coming and then it was out and uh, it kind of went went by me and I missed the opportunity. Like, I missed the the uh, point in time <laughs> to <laughs> to listen to it. Uh, good, good call. Good call. Um, next up, I have from Sweden, Stefan Alzar, The Empty House by the Beach, which is, which is quite poppy, not so much prog, even though it starts with a very distinctive uh, Mellotron chord. But I, I just love these songs on that EP. It's like just such a good mood EP. And the good news is also that Stefan Alzar's main band, Prehistoric Animals, They just released the first single for the upcoming album today. We premiered it on the Prog Space like two hours ago. Um, <laughs> so there's and and he has actually a second EP, second solo EP out in the meantime, and there's gonna be a third 
So this guy is keeping busy for sure. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The, I, he's on my list as well. Like you said, it's just such a positive energy through all the music he writes or is involved in. And definitely a, a, a highlight of the <laughs> EP releases. So, yeah. uh, but uh, for me, the next one on my list is uh, uh, a band from the UK, uh, from Manchester, called Kunum. They released, uh, or re-released, really, uh, an EP called Pollution, remixed and remastered on March 10th. And uh, this band is, uh, it's just two tracks, but it still clocks in at 25 minutes, so it's very much <laughs> a progressive <laughs> okay. thing. Uh, I would, if I were to describe them, I would say prog metal meets like 80s Marillion style neo prog or something. It's oh. kind of an interesting band, and it has the, um, for people who are deep into <laughs> into obscurity of prog, they have the guitarist of uh, Spires, the UK band in in, in the band. So oh. uh, it's quite a quite an interesting and, and good EP and uh, a nice uh, taste, I would say, because I believe they are working on, on an album now. Very interesting. I haven't heard about the project and um, I'm very much looking forward to listening to your playlist, Rune, then. That's a good opportunity to also highlight our playlist because I'm going to do as we did for our end of the year wrap up last year i'm gonna do two separate play playlists with my favorites and with your favorites runa so everybody can check them out um and i'm super curious about the stuff you're bringing here uh that i haven't heard about yet and of course they always with a with a disclaimer we that we might have missed something and now we're we're, we're kind of um looking at each other's list and maybe um showing the other something that the other missed but exactly. also um of course you as you our listeners we we um encourage you to write us comment um what were your favorite albums so far in 2020 your favorite releases uh, regardless if it was an album, an EP, or even a single only. Um, uh, did, do you agree with our picks or did we miss something entirely? Just let us know in, in the comments on Facebook or, or Instagram or wh wherever. <laughs> um, the last three EPs I'm going to mention are from France. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sort of suspected that that might be the case. Or but yeah, yeah. The the my number three. Um, you probably didn't uh, suspect because um, it's a project called Paper Boys, and the EP is called Not. It was released on Bandcamp only, I think, on May twenty, and it's um, very chill, piano-driven, atmospheric music. And there's also a little bit of drums, also played by Marceau de Sable from Archetype and uh, Natural Disorder and Gemini and so many other projects and also his own solo EP I mentioned earlier. But it's so just beautiful, relaxing stuff. Sounds interesting. That's <laughs> new to me and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm noting it down as we speak. 
Nice. I have two two left, and uh, everyone who knows me should know who which EPs that are. Do you still have EPs on your list, Rina? Yeah, I have. Uh, well, of course, I have the the same uh, Swedes in Quantum like you had. So I'm, I'll just mention that they were on my list as well. Yeah. Uh, but my final, I think this is my final EP actually on my list, and that's. Uh, this American band, I think they're from California, called Celestial Ember, uh, which released their EP Abscission in April, the 18th of April. Uh, and uh, this is something that uh, <laughs> I really obsessed over. It's like uh, three parts of a, a, a like a big, uh, bigger uh, hole there called like Abscission 1, 2, and 3. And uh, it's uh, just an amazing uh amazing ep with the uh, style is like contemporary modern prog with saxophone uh, both clean and guttural vocals just very a very interesting band and the and the they released their first ep i believe back in 2018 and and going back and listening to that now it's clear that they made like leaps and bounds forward with with their music so it's really really a good Good EP. Thank you for that, Aruna, because uh, that like uh, reminds me that they were on my list, and I, I kind of kept my list uh, in in the form of a collage on the website Topsters Two, mm. um, and it kind of disappeared, and then I forgot what it was and I had a blank space there and I filled it with some something else and now I remember again to put it on there again to see if it will stand the test of time until the end of the year um, so I'm super happy that you didn't forget about them um, I also mentioned them after you um, recommended them to me I mentioned them in, in one of the what's in your Walkman sections uh, really cool EP and yeah, they just uh, they got lost in 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 the, over the course of of the last uh, weeks in my list. Yeah, it happens <laughs> with so much good music coming out. That's uh, uh, yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah, my last two EPs. I don't want to waste too much time on them because everybody should should know by now that. Um, yeah, Blue Wave Quartet's Pony Club and Lucas De La Rosa Sunlight Highlights. Uh, that would know no 2020 best off list of my <laughs> personal taste would be complete without them. And um, yeah, just amazing stuff and ridiculously talented. All of these uh, young musicians, and of course, you can go back to the broadcast episode fifty-three if you want to listen uh, to a little bit more about what Lucas Delarosa has been up uh, to and what what uh, yeah what the, what else is uh, coming from this direction. So yeah, that was our EP section. <laughs> um, yeah. Now for the well, for the big albums. Yes, now for the for the big stuff. Already yeah. quite a bit of good stuff there in EPs, but yeah. let's move on to the to the full full length albums now. Yeah, I um I have twenty five albums. I want to start with a little honorable mention there though, because we just had them on the 
podcast last week. As we speak last week, when this episode will be coming out, it's going to be two weeks already. Uh, Long Distance Calling, their new album is excellent, but I st- but it takes more time for me to see if they gonna if Long Distance Calling have finally managed to stay in my mind and heart with this release, which they haven't so far. Um, but at least they're the album. I know I, I can appreciate and and also already say that it's a really good album. I just don't know if it's if it hits me personally that that, that well that that deep that it, that's gonna stay and uh but the artwork is so fantastic <laughs> the artwork is mind blowing uh one of my favorite artworks of this year already and yeah as i said broadcast episode 62 bass player jan hoffmann of german instrumental band long distance calling that was my Number 26 or honorable mention? <laughs> <laughs> What would be your first mention? Oh, yeah. Be it like, honorable like or um, regular? Yeah, I'm going to go with my my regular ones to say, or nothing regular about it because they're amazing <laughs> albums. Uh, <laughs> and since I'm starting in January, it's uh, Mobius from France with their Kala album, which was released just at the end of January. And... Uh, have to say that this band, even though I enjoyed their debut album, this is very much uh, leaps and bounds forward for their musical expression, their oriental mix of, uh, you know, world music and prog. It's just, uh, and gents, it's just a lot happening in their music. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. Just a very good band. Absolutely. I listened to it yesterday again, and it is also on my list uh, somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. I I would, I think I'm going to take the first couple of albums together because they're like s- s- extremely special albums and because the bands were like legendary bands before and they made kind of a comeback. Mm-hmm. And that is Eric Clayton from Savior Machine, Conception, Psychotic Walls, and uh, Mekong Delta. Mm-hmm. Now Mekong Delta uh, has been around. They they didn't have like a they didn't break up. They have been around all all this time. But they like they are legends. They're they're um they've been around since 1986, I believe. They're as old yeah, as they, I am. I, I, yeah, eight, 85 or 86, it's just a very, very old uh, band in this genre. Yeah, probably the first German prog metal band. So Mekong Delta, new album, Tales of Future Past, out since May 8th, I think. Um, a very, very solid album. I really enjoyed the mix of uh, prog metal, uh, vocal-driven tracks with Martin Lamar's powerful voice and instrumental orchestral interludes. Um, that's kind of their strength. Um, Psychotic Waltz and Conception are, of course, the big comebacks, more or less, from legendary 90s prog metal bands. And even though they, they're very different, the albums, uh, Psychotic Waltz album, The God Shaped Void, kind of combined for me the... Devon Graves' years in Dead Soul Tribe um, with the more 
um, compact and groovy side of Psychotic Walls, of kind of later, later uh, 90s Psychotic Walls into the Everflow and so on. Um, it was clear that they never, never going to get back into the <laughs> social grace craziness. But there's some magical moments on there, definitely. Um, conception took uh, quite... Uh, some, some stuff on the Conception record was um, surprising. And some stuff felt also a little bit played safe. So it was kind of a mix, but I enjoy both albums, definitely. Um, now, the biggest one, the biggest... Uh, the, the one that was not to be expected, at least, it was, and it doesn't have, like, this big of a um, marketing and, and, and um, advertising... Um, uh, it's not so... not really seen in the scene, I think, not many know that Eric Clayton of Saving Machine has a new album out and I think it's also because of the fact it's only on Bandcamp and you can order it on his website uh, With he has a new band from the Netherlands and the album is called A Thousand Scars, it's very long and I don't know yet I haven't listened to it enough to have like a final verdict if it's really uh, if if it can like keep up the quality over the whole length, but also there I found a lot of um, classic uh, deep <laughs> um, Eric Clayton vocal moments in there, and that's what I was looking for, and that was what what I was missing since Savior Machine is not really doing anything anymore, and uh, it's also a little bit. Uh, uh, it's a lot stripped down compared to the huge epic orchestral bombas mm. from the from the legend trilogy um saving machine did last um so his voice has more place to shine also more space have you listened to it no that's i <laughs> wanted to say those out of those albums you mentioned now three of them are on my list but i won't i won't really aware even of the Clayton album so that's something that I, I'm gonna have to look into but yeah I had Conception I had the Psychotic Waltz and I had the Mekong Delta and I have to say I, I my thoughts on those albums mirror yours more or less to the point because they are all good albums but for all of them there's like something stopping them from <laughs> being totally golden you know yeah. great music but uh, you know for all bands like that it's gonna be very tough to try and sort of match the things that's set in people's minds as the classic classic albums yeah yeah they, they, they have maybe uh like a double disadvantage as they yeah. have to go to like go um against their their own huge uh like like uh high high set bars that they set yeah. themselves in with their legendary albums uh exactly. before they're competing with themselves here yeah and 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 also with the with the innovativeness of the young generation mm. on top of that 
But anyway, yeah, so good albums. And like, like absolutely, absolutely. I'm happy and that they, especially in the. Uh, uh, I, I'm. I was waiting for new psychotic walls and conception stuff for, yeah, twenty years. Uh, since I know, since I discovered the bands, and I discovered the bands, probably five years after they disbanded in 1997. Um, so I'm super happy to have new music from them. Even though it might might yeah. be missing a notch. <laughs> I I agree. As uh, since for me, I of course was a fan of both Psychotic Waltz and Conception back when they were around. And to be honest, I'm very happy to see Khan back in Conception and seeing for a, a good band again. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. <laughs> That's my my personal opinion. But yeah. So, uh, but also, you know, we've had some, Östby, the guitarist, he made Ark. We wouldn't have that if Conception didn't have this break. So yeah. The goods and the bads, but this yeah. new album is is uh, is great. It's very very interesting stuff. That like the first the first song after the intro is like a, a whole new um, side of Khan, like totally yeah. frantic shouting and and it's uh, almost intimidating. <laughs> I agree. This I revolutionary agree, so. uh, fighting spirit. Mm. Yeah, very very interesting stuff and like you said it's cool to see something different from them not just yeah. going back yeah. into the old formula but doing new stuff yeah so uh, next up on my list if we're gonna go there would yeah. be uh on february 24th an american band called pyramid released their second album called amnesty and uh, this band is uh, i would say their progressive metal uh, mixed with some form of like almost like technical trash. So if you like the classic progressive metal, but you also like stuff like early Sieges Even or Watchtower or whatever, then this band should be right up your alley. And they're very, they released their first album last year. It's called Gold Tooth. And uh, the, this new album came uh, this year. And uh, yeah, very much worth mentioning. A very good, very good band. Did you play them on the Proc Files recently? Yes, yes, I did uh, play them on the last show, I believe. Uh, I, I played a couple of tracks of theirs from this this new album now, uh, Amnesty. Very, very good. Yeah, it was two two days ago only, right? <laughs> no, the one before that. Ah, the one not, before not that. The, no. Yeah, ah. not so the um, the um, May edition of the Proc, the Proc right. Files had uh, had Pyramid in it. Which you could always go back and listen to the <laughs> listen to the <laughs> podcasts of that that is up after the shows. Yeah, um, yeah. The the Prog Files for anyone who don't know um, is a monthly uh, radio show Rune hosts over at ISKC Rocks Radio, and you can find it on Facebook. They now have a Facebook page called Prog Files and. Of course, as Rune is part of the Proc Space team, um, we are also um, yeah, presenting the show. So you can also exactly. find it on the Proc, on our Proc Space Facebook page. Uh, we are always um, pushing the, the monthly episodes. And there's a lot of obscure stuff to be uh, discovered 
always. Yeah, there's that. That's the the main goal of it to have <laughs> some stuff you may not have heard before. There's always something I've never heard before. Like probably <laughs> half half. It's two hours long, right? And yeah, that's like, it's like... it's two two hours at the the last Monday of every month and. Uh, yeah, I, I pride myself in trying to play some obscure stuff, but also new and up-and-coming bands that deserve some some more space in this world. And uh, when I manage to outprog you, it's always a good day. So <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you discover new stuff on there uh, regularly. Yeah, it, honestly, it's most most of the time it's at least half of the the bands or half of the two hours or so one hour is completely new to me. So I'm 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 really happy always to to be able to discover new stuff there. Um, not so obscure. My next entry from Finland: Cello Metal Apocalyptica. <laughs> Their album Cell Zero came out in January 10th uh, on January 10th, and as you might remember, we also had an interview with their drummer Miku Siren on episode 34. And um, it's been a while since I listened to the album, but I, but I remember uh, very clearly listening to it a lot when it came out and just being so happy that Apocalyptica was like back from being the mainstream, uh, having, ha like having all those guest singers doing pop songs and doing like really innovative proggy stuff. And it's, times it feels proggier than the proggiest album to date which was reflections back in 2002 and uh, so yeah i i just it was just uh so uh so great to see them doing prog music again <laughs> and yeah moving away from the mainstream pop formulas songwriting wise yeah <laughs> Well, I'm not surprised you had them on your list. I know you're <laughs> you're a cello guy yourself, so so um, uh, that 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 didn't surprise me very much, to be honest. You want me to go with my next? Yes, please. Yeah, February twenty eighth. That's a band from Los Angeles called Intronaut. They released an album called Fluid Existential Inversions. I'm trying to keep my <laughs> keep it straight here. That's not an easy easy name. Yeah, I love it's, the name. it's amazing band. Uh, amazing band with a a great album. Perhaps it's hard to say because they have released so many good albums. I think this is their sixth full length album. But maybe my favorite from them is this new one. Um, and yeah, it's just a, a mad mix of like stoner, rock, jazz, heavy metal, of course, a lot of progressive influences. Anyone who's into someone like Mastodon might probably enjoy this. Yeah, Definitely. very, very good album. Yeah, I, pr I appreciate them. They're not on my list, but I remember seeing them live a couple of years ago. Uh, with the Norwegian Shining and like mm. double headliner too, I was blown away by their live show. It was amazing, and um, our friends of Freaks TV were there shooting a documentary. You can check them out on YouTube. Still, um, let's see where we are. Next up from France, we have a band called Stumb or Stumb or however mm. you want to pronounce them. 
a very long album. I also listened to it again yesterday to check if if it's worth putting on the list. Um, from Nihil was also released at the very end of uh, uh, January, and it's excellently produced. It's um, groovy, modern, genty, atmospheric, also with a little bit of electronic uh, glitches going on in the background. Just it's. I think it's seventy minutes long. It might be. 20 minutes too long in the end uh but it's still a great album i think and uh yeah yeah i agree very very good album uh i'm almost ashamed now to say that they're not on my list but that's not because i didn't enjoy it but because i forgot to put it on there so thanks for (laughs) reminding me of that dario but what i did remember to put on my list is uh the golden caves album dissergy that was released on march the 14th just a very very pleasant listen um you know the 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 voice, the instrumental parts, everything. I don't know what we what we can call this type of prog, really. But uh, I would have to say it's more of more accessible, uh, less technical, but still, uh, it's clear that it's progressive music because yeah. of the uh, the structure of the songs and just uh, the sheer instrumental. Uh, you know, prowess of the, the, the people performing. Just so Dutch band there, <laughs> Golden Caves, very good. I, I, I enjoyed the, their previous album better somehow, but still good stuff. Not on my list, though. <laughs> um, next up, the second cello album uh, this year, but this one is not cello metal. It's just music and some of the most ethereal music of this year to date. It's from Raphael Weinroth-Brown, Worlds Within. It also came out in January, and we had an interview with him on episode 26 from last year when he was here in Munich with Leprous. And, yeah, just amazing um, atmospheric cello-only compositions. Yeah. This guy's always involved in interesting stuff, isn't he? Absolutely. <laughs> A new new um, Camancello album also coming soon. Um, with his uh, other another project of his. So yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah, for me, next up is something a bit more extreme. I have uh, I want to say a Norwegian band, but that's not really true. Asusa, with their loop of yesteryears, which was came out on April 10th. You know, the reason I want to see Norwegian is because, of course, Christer Espevold and David Husvik from Extol is in there. But also you have Liam Wilson from the Dillinger Escape Plan on bass, and you have uh, Eleni Safira Du, I think is her name, from CNR as the vocalists. And this band is, they just do everything. It's like, it's, it's extreme. It's, I think they... I think they describe themselves as avant trash or something, <laughs> which is a cool description. But yeah, it's just a very energetic, very aggressive, yet still melodic album. Just 
uh, a definite favorite of, of mine so far. I, I, I knew I knew that it, that was gonna end up on your list. Um, I have also something more extreme next up, and that is the band Eternam from the United States with their album oh, yeah. Al Kasam, and it's kind of a death metal version of uh, Orphan Land. And Kobe Fari also does some guest vocals, and it's just a cool record. I just I I also listened to it again. Uh, recently and and I really really enjoyed it, so definitely enjoyable for for people who who miss the death metal in Orphan Land. <laughs> exactly, if you're into those early Orphan Land albums, then this is something that uh, is is worth looking into. I would say. Yeah. So, what's for me then? Next up, going to the UK, Pure Reason Revolution. That is Oops, my yeah. next. That is that is my next uh, <laughs> as <Yeah>. well. <laughs> yeah, their first album since they came back together in 2018. Of course, they played Midsummer Prog in 2019, and now they're back with a new album. Which I have to say, it's yeah, it's a really good album. It's back to form, even though it's not like a carbon copy of any of their earlier efforts. Not at all. Uh, really really a good uh, a good album which i have enjoyed and listened to a lot so so they deserve a place on my list and that, yours as well i can that, i can tell yeah that very enjoyable album very enjoyable and we had guitarist uh, and yeah main man john courtney on the broadcast in episode 49 um yeah and i enjoyed that very very much and it was kind of um they are they're kind of on the alternative outskirts of what i can like take uh for like alternative influences in my music i'm not the biggest mm -hmm. fan of alternative stuff but that that is like just out there if they they went more even more in the alternative dire direction i would not like it as much anymore probably but that's mm. just personal taste and uh the next album on my list after that is uh, also from Inside Out Music, um, and that's the Pattern Seeking Animals album, the second one from them, Prehensile Tales. And we also had uh, Mastermind John Beckhold on the broadcast in episode 55. And um, yeah, it's just good music. It's It doesn't feel overly proggy to me, and it, it's not necessarily doesn't have to be prog rock. It feels for me like... Even though there's like a long 20-minute song on it or whatnot, and another seven or eight or nine or ten-minute songs or whatever, um, but it feels for me they they draw a lot of influences from back when it's it's that's gonna sound ter terribly boomerish, but uh, <laughs> it it feels like there's uh, is music that uh, uh, like derives influences from a time when when pop music was still made with real instruments. <laughs> okay, Boomer. <laughs> <laughs> now, a really enjoyable album, but still, we're still in that part of my list. As I said at the beginning, um, I, I try to, to rate them a little bit, and I'm going exactly. from the bottom up. So it's still in the... Uh, we're still in the... Um, like the mid... Uh... Yeah, or... yeah, we're at uh, place 16 out of 25, and that yeah. still means uh, 
I'm expecting those albums that I mentioned until now not to pop up in my end of the year mm. list. If if the if the uh, year continues to bring out that many good albums, <laughs> and I'm expecting it. <laughs> exactly, and and so to jump back to my way of of doing it, you know, I going month by month. I'm 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 up to May 15th here as a French band from Avignon called Ekphrasis, which I discovered just recently. Their album called Weird Interbreeding, which is a weird, it's a weird interbreeding of (laughs) fusion, jazz, progressive metal. It sounds contemporary, but still it's not like uh, a copy of other bands out there that are doing well at at the moment. So I have to say that this is their for being an, a debut album, it's really, really impressive from these French guys. And uh, yeah, I can see them doing and interesting things in the future. So Ekfras is there. Weird interbreeding. Have a listen. Folks. Yes, you, 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 you played that one on the Prog Files two days ago. And I yes, remember being, right. yeah. being blown away. And I definitely have to check out the album. I knew it's been sitting in our promo inbox for a while. So that's one I'm going to listen to for sure. Next up would have been Mobius, but we already had that. So for me, yeah. it's uh, another one I'm sure uh, you have on your list as well. And that's Ranoch from the UK with their Reflections Upon Darkness progressive death metal masterpiece. Yeah, I have it as well, yeah. That was released in May 25. And I, I've only listened to it once. But the the quality was so outstanding already for me that I couldn't uh, c- couldn't do anything else. I just put it right away on the list. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that when it comes to this brand of progressive music, which I would say is like atmospheric progressive death metal, uh, this is probably the best album I've heard in this style since the last Spires album, which you know I'm a big fan of. So. Yeah, I'm blown away. Uh, Reflections Upon Darkness, really, really good album from, from Rannock. Yeah, so up next then for me, uh, I have uh, an American band called Binary Code. Um, they released their album Memento Mori on May 15th. Um, atmospheric, progressive, post-metal. I believe they toured with Leprous in US and Canada, which I can understand because I could see people who enjoy Leprous enjoying this uh, band as well. That's, so, where, that's yeah. where I where I know the name from, but I never yeah. listened to them. Yeah, but, but I remember quite, the name, seeing it on yeah, the bill. It's quite mm-hmm. catchy, yet brutal at times. Yeah, good band, good album, Memento Mori. Back to France, some weird stuff, but not as weird as earlier in his career. Igor, Spirituality <laughs> and Distortion, uh, that is out since March 27th on Metal Barrett Records. And I enjoyed a lot more than his earlier stuff because that was just too much for me, to be, to be frank and honest. Um, yeah. It's on my list as well. Uh, I didn't. I, I'm the opposite of you. I probably <laughs> enjoyed his earlier albums more than this, but still, uh, I enjoyed this new album very much. And especially, I was very happy to see uh, 
George Fisher from Cannibal Corpse makes a make a guest appearance, <laughs> which was uh, an amazing track there with see, him. See, so, I, I, I like the 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 sudden baroque interludes most, <laughs> but that's because I grew up with with classical and baroque and Renaissance music and all that stuff. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's my well, background. But, but, but absolutely, a, a a fine album from Igor. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here then. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Me- uh, I had uh, several albums from for May eighth. Mekong Delta you mentioned. One of the other ones was uh, Green Carnation, Leaves of Yesteryear, which uh, of course is a somewhat of a return for Norwegian that, that Norwegian band. Um, they are yeah, yeah they, go ahead yeah. they are on my list as well they would have come up in a couple of places and um i could have paired them with the bands i mentioned at the beginning of this section um but i felt it was just a little bit more more fresh and convincing like that that is the one out of these five or was it six um of the older bands of the veterans mm-hmm. that convinced me the most somehow or or that i feel that will stay with me the longest in the future i agree with that also because i feel that uh, green carnation is a band that's very good at like reinventing themselves regularly yeah uh, adding new stuff and coming at their music from a sort of different uh, with a, with a different outlook on it so for me as well, I set this album a little bit above those albums we we mentioned initially, and uh, yeah, it's just a just a really really good uh, return for them. Absolutely, and we had a really cool chat with Shetil Nortus, the singer, in episode fifty four. If you want to go back and listen to that, and we also talked with him about the best of what was it April maybe back then. Yeah, that was a really fun episode. Uh, uh, I really enjoyed talking to Shetil, really nice guy. And um, I love his voice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next up, for me also, coincidentally, a May 8th release. I'm at number 12 on my list. And that was The Hirsch Effect with Collapse. Uh, Crazy album, uh, crazy guys, three guys that are really, really, really weird and... uh, just such a unique style and um, I'm looking forward to exploring this album a lot more because it's so intricate and there's so much stuff to discover also with the German lyrics of course I there there I, I definitely have an advantage of like understanding them um, but uh, yeah it's uh, I'm, I'm still new to the Hirsch effect sound universe I would say so I'm I'm still starting to wrap my head a bit around that, but they're definitely amazing and they are unique. And as I had them, uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing them uh, in episode 27. Uh, we we released it uh, as episode or in episode 27, and the interview was at the Euroblast Festival. And when I said, told them, yeah, you guys are unique, they were like. Do you mean unique as in shitty? 
<laughs> no. And uh, I definitely can uh, 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 negate that. And say no, they're definitely unique in a, in the in yeah. the best possible sense, and yeah. uh, they also have a new EP coming up called Grigair, and they have a crowdfunding running with that, where they have uh, will rework some of the songs with an orchestra and and that kind of stuff. So definitely go check that out. Yeah, the, that album was on my list as well. Uh, like you say, incredibly dense and an album that demands a lot of listening. So I still have quite a few rounds, I think, to put in with the collapse to to get it completely under my skin. But yeah, amazing yeah. stuff, amazing stuff. And I'm going to stay on May 8th because uh, I have another album released there, which is Swedish Vulkan's Technotura. I was expecting yeah, that... that, and that is a lot more way up in my list as well. And... That was actually, I just want to um, um, kind of complete the circle here as I was uh, saying in the EP section when I mentioned Quantum. That was yeah. Quantum was the second Swedish discovery of this year. Vulcan, of course, is the big one. And for you guys listening to it, when this episode is going to drop in one week from now, you already have the episode with drummer Johan Norbeck, episode 63, out. It is coming tomorrow on um, July 2nd. So, yeah, yeah please please enlighten us with your thoughts on Vulcan. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to hearing what you want us to say on, on the, the your your broadcast. But, yeah, this, this, this album is really, really blew me away. Of course, I was aware of Vulcan because... They've been around since like 2006 or something, and this is their third album. And I've I've listened to it before, but it and enjoyed it, but it's never really like hit me like this album <laughs> did, yeah. which is I would say is akin to a knockout. Uh, yeah. Just just amazing uh, songwriting, uh, very a very pleasant listening experience. The mix of English and Swedish lyrics, adding another layer to it, yeah, amazing album. And uh, and uh, probably, if I were to rate like you, I probably would have this towards the top of my my favorite so it's, so far it's this year. It's on on the fourth place for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and put on my place eleven Martin Gresh. Hush Model Core. Um, we talked about it a bit at some point in the broadcast already. Uh, this guy did a collaboration with Tesseract back on the Polaris album with the song Hexes. An amazing, amazingly unique songwriter again. And the, the album starts quite uh, um, art popish, but um, the guys of from Tesseract also have some. Uh, played some guest in instruments, um, and you can definitely hear that instrument that that influence. But it's it's not as uh, overproduced, uh, almost to the point of being sterile as Tesseract. <laughs> um, there's a lot, yeah. um, and and it borders a little bit on the avant-garde at some points. It's a very very interesting listen. 
and I also look I'm looking forward to spending more time with this album definitely yeah uh, I agree interesting stuff uh, so is the next band on my list I think from May the 29th it's another Norwegian band called Shaman Elephant they had an album out called Wide Awake but Still Asleep it's one of those many, many uh, high-quality releases from Apollon Records, which is becoming, I would have to say, that's a, a quality stamp in itself just to have uh, them <laughs> release your stuff. because Like, uh, yeah. like the artisan era for tech death. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's just like everything that comes from there is worth listening to uh, in some way or another. Shaman Elephant been around for a bit. I believe they released their debut album, Crystals, in 2016. Now there's a new album out, which is, in my opinion, even better. Now we're moving into that kind of 60s, 70s psychedelic stuff, but still they still manage to sound modern. I think uh, Motorpsycho, for people who know them, is a band that you could relate them to, also Swedish Dungen. Yeah, just very, very groovy, nice 70s-inspired uh, progressive rock. Very good. Nice. Um, we are entering the top 10 for me, and we are also nearing the one-hour mark, or we already passed it, so we're trying to keep it... Uh, as um, yeah, as short and precise for you guys, so you don't uh, get bored. On number ten, I have from France, amazing synth wave, proggy synth wave, Folklore X with "This Is Our Planet Now," that was released in on April tenth, and uh, I really enjoy this record, the fat synths. <laughs> Yeah, next up on my list uh, from Greece, Jargon with the Fading Thought, released on May the 30th. Vocalist and songwriter from Verbal Delirium with his first, I believe, solo album. Uh, it's very hard to categorize the music he, he does. It's definitely progressive, but it's inspirations comes from so many places you just have to listen to it i think to to understand it but yeah an amazing album it's on my place five and uh just go on the prog space and read my review um, <laughs> you should and yeah. it's, it's a band, good review. band camp only thank you <laughs> <laughs> band camp only release um that speeds up the things here as well of course if we have more albums that are matching uh, next up for me would be uh, Aussie Leds of Ab and Ivory, The Long Dream 1, their debut full-length album that was released on June 5 through Wild Thing Records. And of course, I had Louis Edwards on the broadcast on episode 59. It was also a really nice chat. And yeah, the one of their singles, uh, Explosions After Dark, still one of the my favorite songs of the year. Yeah, for me, I'm going back to uh, 70s-inspired prog from my hometown of Trondheim, Norway, Arabs in Aspic. They released uh, an album called Madness and Magic on June 12th. Just really, really good. Perhaps their, their 
career highlight for me. Um, I know this time you stay in the, the guitarist, singer, main songwriter, got to write lyrics and cooperate with Edgar Broughton, which is like a legendary prog 70s guy from the Edgar, Edgar Broughton band. And oh, wow. I believe they wrote some lyrics together and stuff. And it shows this album is like full of inspiration. It's full of love for that era. Yeah. Amazing nice. album. Um, next up for me, I have a guitar instrumental album from a guy called Jason Cui, Hong Kong based artist. And the album is called Naka, was released February 14th on Prosthetic Records. And it's so diverse and it's so good, like top-notch quality. Um, I just love his inventiveness and, and like he's, he jumps between genres, between the, the songs and has a lot of amazing guest uh, guitarists as well. So if you're going for instrumental guitar solo album Jason Cooley's Naka is the the one to go for this year so far that's that's new to me so you're gonna have to shoot <laughs> me a link because that sounds really interesting yeah it's crazy it's crazy I love it next up US for me as well Jupiter Hollow Bereavement was out on June 12th two young guys just making great contemporary progressive metal and rock yeah i just go listen to it it's uh, full of positive energy and uh, you know just an uplifting lis listening experience very good album not so uplifting for me my next uh, entry would be catatonia city burials just um, like a like a very very good solid catatonia record and and mm. the best catatonia guitar solo ever on untrodden the last song <laughs> yeah that was uh on my worth mentioning list of a few bands that i yeah uh, for me uh like you said it's a good solid catatonia album but i for me they have a little problem with reinvention you know they took um, a break for some years because they didn't exactly know what they were going to do going forward. I was hoping to see maybe a little bit more, more change from them, more but still a very yeah. good album. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, for me, the final one I have on my list, actually. Okay, okay. If before, yeah. you, before you say the final one, I have two more, and then we can say the final one together, because I know <laughs> 100% sure. it's the same one. <laughs> so, Sounds um, good. Number three and number two is Novena's 11th Hour and Caligula's Horses, Rise Radiant. We've talked a lot about these uh, these albums earlier this year on the podcast, and we also had Jim Gray and Ross Jennings respectively on the podcast in episode 51, Ross, and 57, Jim. And now for the big final, <laughs> just the best album of 2020 so far, drum roll. For, for you, it's coincidentally uh, the last one chronologically, I guess. Yeah, it is, it is, um, it is. But, but... I, but I, I've talked to you a bit and, and you, I, I think you love it as much yeah, as but I this, do. This, this worked out very well because I would probably put it towards the top of my list as well if I were to rate it the same way as you did. It's of course from the UK. Kairos. Selects of yes, Dreams. Selects of Dreams, yeah. Released on June, June 19th. 
Uh, the second album they they do under the Kairos name. Uh, yes. I believe they had an earlier album out with Synesthesia or something. Yes. Was there? Yeah. You can learn um, all about that in episode 60 with Adam Warren. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'm not gonna, you know, I could go on forever about this album, which I occasion, which I actually did in my review on the Prox Space, which yeah. is way too long, way too long. But you know, for anyone who has patience, you could uh, head over there and check that out. But yeah, it's just a, a really heartfelt tribute to that '80s, early '80s sound of of, of Prog, yet still man- managing to sound modern and to grab on to you know issues that we deal with today uh yeah i'm i'm blown away by the what they managed to do with selects dreams absolutely and you 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 mentioned your review now for selects dreams i am and earlier we were talking about my review for yargon's the fading thought where i concluded with that like uh in in these weird times Everybody goes to different things to like soothe their minds, you know what I mean. And 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 mm. some people would say, I, I'm pretty sure that for a lot of people, Yargon's the fading thought would be too melancholic and depressive because they want something uplifting in those mm-hmm. really crazy times, globally speaking. If we look what's happening in the world, and and I said. Sometimes I I need that melancholy and because it's it it has a beauty in itself, but even though Selexa Dreams is not a happy album, it's a very uplifting album and it's uh, as uh, you can see by the title, it's it has something to do with depression and uh, it is an album about depression. But I feel at least for the time you're listening to it, it can cure depression. Yeah. I, I- <laughs> I, I agree. You know, it's it's a kind of a weird combination to call it like melancholic positivity, but that's sort of what I get out of this. It's like a, a strength that comes from from pain, and uh, yeah, it's just very very interesting, and it doesn't hurt that it's incredibly catchy as well. So it doesn't hurt yeah. at all. <laughs> um, on on that positive note, even though I have a whole page of expectations still to come <laughs> listed, I will not bother you guys with that now. Uh, I think we should leave it at that on this, as I said, positive note. It's been a pleasure having you with me, Rune. We, we've uh, talked about so much music. Guys, go listen to, to the music we um, talked about on the... In, in the Spotify playlist I'm going to compli- compile for you as always I'm really looking forward to the second half of 2020 I'm pretty sure there's a lot of um, ex- expected awesomeness coming but who knows also unexpected right yeah there's, there's gonna, gonna show yeah there's gonna be some some more surprises for sure and I hope uh, the rest of 2020 will be uh, only positive surprises. Thank you so much for having me on, Dario. It was uh, a blast, like always. So thanks for that. Yeah, and now I'm really looking forward to, uh, to yeah, compiling those playlists <laughs> uh, because there's going to be so much great music and also a lot of 
awesome new music for me to discover in your playlist, uh, Rune. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. That was the Procast episode 64, best of 2020, halfway through. Take care, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Listen to great music and see you next week. The broadcast is a production of Stuas Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. It is produced by Randy M. Salo, Janine Stengel-Lewis, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, and Dario Albrecht. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant.